We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live, Jeffrey. Once again, it's the Friday morning edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. <sighs> Another rough one for your boy, Jeff. You know, Another rough one. I went, I went 0 for 3. Killed? I went 0 for 3 yesterday. Oh, jeez. Wow. I did I've, not lost like, for three. I've lost like nine bets in a row. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, because you start pumping out your chest and, and you know what happens. It's like somebody texted me yesterday. They said, uh, you know, Seth Davis makes picks too. And they said he was pumping his, his chest out that he went like, you know, six and two. And then yesterday he went like two and eight or something like that. You just, you got to be careful. And that's what I've, I've tried to do. Listen, I had a good early part of the season. You know, I, I was, I was happy. I talked about it a little bit, but not nearly as much as I could have. And I'm hoping the gambling gods will look down on me favorably because of that. Yeah. I'm still, um, in the green, barely in the green on uh, on bet spurts. So um, that should tell you where we were before this. But yeah. it is what it is, man. You know, you have just as good of a chance of going zero and nine as you do of, of going nine or no. That's what it. That's what I'm it comes five down over. to. Overall, on my picks, I'm five over five hundred in uh, in bet spurts, and I'm like, if we look at the the overall, I'm like fifty over. Um, which is pretty good, but again, it can turn quickly. So, uh, you know, last night I think I was three and two. Three so let's talk about last night. We uh, Memphis finally got a win, they which did. is something that neither of us uh, <laughs> thought would happen. They shot eleven for eighteen from three uh, as a team that was shooting thirty percent from beyond the arc coming in. Um, so, Jeffrey, did they figure out their shooting problems, or was this just a, a thing where they kind of got hot on the right on the right night? I, I like the way they moved the ball. You know, I did a podcast last night with Antonio Anderson and, and former Memphis star, and and we talked about that that they were playing, they're playing unselfish. That was to me when I was watching them. I was like, all right, this is an AU ball. They're not they're not shot hunting. Like normally, those guys, a lot of them are shot hunting. Whether it's Landers Nolly, DeAndre Williams, uh, DJ Jeffries, Boogie Ellis, they weren't doing that. They were like spreading the wealth and just moving the basketball and getting uncontested, easy looks, and making them. Now, half the battle is getting them. The other half is making them. They were doing both of that last night. Yeah, I think it really was just kind of that simple. Um, It will be interesting to see how this continues. You know, it's very easy 
to be unselfish when shots are going down and everybody's making stuff and everyone's getting going. Uh, the big question is what happens when they're not shooting 11 for 18 from three? What happens when it's not going as well offensively? Are, are they going to revert back to what they were for the last basically entire season? So um, I'm, I think it's it's a promising start and a promising sign, especially if Memphis wants to get back into the NCAA tournament. Like they're gonna, I think they probably have to win out at this point to really have a chance at that yeah, large. Not gonna, I don't even know if that's possible. They're not going to win out. We know that. Let's not even talk like crazy here, okay? Let's just talk about getting momentum um, and being relevant again and building on this year, like for next year. Because if they bring back mm-hmm. everybody, like Musa Cisse looked good in the second half. He was awful in the first half, and he looked really good the first part of the second half. And maybe he's got to come back, you know, like, so if you get everybody back and you have a veteran laden team that has talent, like you might have a chance next year. That's what you're playing for to me is like next year being a year where you can actually do something. That's not just about expectations that you're not living up to, but it's, it's realistic because you've got a team that played together, that grew together, that lost together, that now is going to be able to win together. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that we could be saying that about, too, by the way. We could be saying that about Kentucky. We yeah. could be saying that about Duke. Uh, there are a lot of teams that 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 need to start planning for their future a little bit based off of who is coming back to school. All right. Uh, we probably buried the lead on this one. You think? Considering that. We started number- with Memphis. What was wrong with you? Like really, well, it, was, it was the first. It was the first game that showed up. So I'm looking at a schedule, right? And that game tipped off at 7 p.m. Boy. So it was the first game that popped up on my list. This was bad hosting by your. No, it's not. It's great. It's great hosting. hosting because it, it, the, you the, may the, the people are listening for tomorrow. Oh, so yeah, yeah. You already. Oh, I won't make that joke here. <laughs> I won't make that joke. Here. <laughs> I know where you were going. Yeah, I know where you were going. Um, all right. So uh, so Indiana went into Iowa. Yep. Is it Cedar Rapids? Is it the one? I don't even know. Iowa City? What? I think it's Iowa City. They went to Iowa City. They went to Iowa City. I've been there. They beat the brakes off the Hawkeyes. They were, uh, I think, Iowa was up 53 to 44 at one yeah. point in the second half. <clears throat> and Indiana went on a 25 to 3 run, uh, ended up winning by 12. Uh, Jeff, is this the start of the Fran fade? No. No, it's not the start of the fan fade. Fade, come on. The fan frayed? <laughs> fan frayed. No, it is not the start. Um, th- this is um, this is what Iowa can be on their worst night, right? Like a team that can't guard, that an Indiana team that can't score generally puts 80 up on you. And, oh, by the way, you can't outscore them, which on a lot of nights, even if Iowa gives up 81, okay, Go ahead, give up 81. We're going to score 85. We're, we're still going to win the game. But not when you shoot five for 23 from three. And not when Jordan Bohannon uh, reverts to the, the early season Jordan Bohannon, right? Like, he's been great over the last three, four weeks. He was not good last night. Neither was yeah. the whole team other than Luca Garza. Now, as we talked about going into the game, that Luca Garza, Trace Jackson Davis, it was a draw. For the most part. And like that's a huge win if you're Indiana. If you can get a draw out of that, that's a huge win. But even going in, you're saying, like, all right, where else is Indiana gonna win the battle? Right? Well, they, they won the battle just by the, the simple fact that Iowa could not make shots, period, and 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 does not guard. Yeah, I mean the big the big problem was that 
that Iowa shot five for 23 right. from beyond the arc. Jordan, yeah. Jordan Bohanna was completely ineffective, and C.J. Frederick was hurt. And once that happens and you start having to rely on Connor McCaffrey as a floor spacer, and you're asking – they're as, yeah, you're asking guys like, you know, as much as I love Keegan Murray and, and as interesting as Patrick McCaffrey can be, uh, those when those guys are being asked to like play significant yeah. roles at the same time that they're on the floor with Luca Garza, uh, it kind of forces you to play that 2-3 zone. And, and I, you, but I would have played wanna... Murray more. I would have played Murray yeah. a lot. They I would have I would have force-fed him 30 minutes last night. They, they should – honestly – they should be force feeding him thirty minutes every, every single night. game. Every night, every, every night, game. his upside is really high. He gives them something that they don't have. Um, to me, again, like Connor McCaffrey, I get what he gives you in t- in terms of toughness. There it is. There it is. There, there it, it is. is. That's probably for him. McCaffrey texting you and saying, "Stop talking shit about my son." No, what he's saying is, "Don't don't talk about my freight." Yeah, <laughs> my, the, the, the fan freight. There he is again. Um, I mean, look that that. This is what Iowa is, right? Like this. This is why it's very difficult to back them to win a national title. You, you can back them to win the Big Ten because you can have bad losses in the Big Ten and still make it up. This is why it's very hard to back them to win the national title. Listen, I, we're not saying they're. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to win six straight. I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody who who is a believer that Iowa can win six straight. But can they win four straight, Rob? Can they get to the Final Four? And then it's like, all right, like anything can happen. Especially in this well, year. Well, here's here's the thing. It's basically so they're probably gonna end up being like a one or a two seed, right? Depending on how the rest of the season plays out. So if they're a two seed in the first round, they get um they're gonna play some terrible fifteen. So whatever. So that that's kind of a write off. Right. Um and so it's basically they have to win ten. Yeah, they have to win three games against against quality yeah. competition. Someone like in Indiana, yeah. uh, then they have to get someone like in Illinois, and they're gonna have to get another elite team to make it to the final four. And I don't know if they can do that because I don't know if they can beat another elite team. You know, like that's that's my big concern with them is that there's going to be games like this where they just where they don't show up and they don't make shots. If they're not making shots, they can't win another way. Like that's that's why I think someone like a Gonzaga or someone like a Baylor, um, or you know, to, or to a point like a, a Villanova and a Michigan, they can win different ways, right? Like Baylor yeah. can win their defense. It's hard also to win have- if your defense isn't. Very good. Like it's yes. one thing. It doesn't have to be great, elite level, but it's got to be good enough uh, to where if you have a night like this offensively, you can still grind it out. And Iowa just they don't have that. They don't. Mm-hmm. That, that's where they're limited, and that's where you're right. Like I, I'm probably not going to pick him to go to the Final Four because of that. Because you know, one of these nights they're going to go three for twenty from three, and unless Lucas scores forty. They're gonna lose, yeah, and I think there there are situations where like you don't mind if Lucas scores forty. If Lucas no, scores forty, and and you let him go like go one on one of the post every single time, and That's you like, don't let Iowa get any open looks from three, like you're fine with it. He had twenty eight last night, and they lost by twelve at home. But, but again, twenty eight, right? You had Trace, so you didn't have to double him. That's the key. If you've got another big where you don't have to constantly bring help. That's huge. That's well. The, that's, the thing is, there's no there's no big guy in the country that can stop Luca one on one. No, agree. There are big guys that can make him work, and that's yes. really what you need. Yeah, that's all you need. That's all yep. exactly. Nobody's going to be able to neutralize him completely. But again, twenty eight is fine if you're not giving guys open threes, and and they got some and miss some. 
But there are also more contested threes, I thought, last night than Iowa usually gets. All right. Uh, the other the other big story was what, Rob? Was it Rutgers losing? Was it Arizona winning at the buzzer? Was it UCLA, Colorado State? It had State to be the Miller brothers. brothers. It had Miller to come brothers. on. It was the I didn't Miller know brothers. brothers. Of course you're talking about Arizona going out and, and beating a team that is completely irrelevant in your Arizona State Sun Devils. But it's so, a You know what? Let me, can I ask you one question before yes. we get into this conversation? Yes. Um, at, how many more years are you going to be on Arizona State like you were on Alabama? How long do you think it's going to be before Arizona State finally comes good? Wow. It took you three years for Alabama to finally get that one right. Till I think you're at four. I think I think you're at four. What? Is, how long has Bobby Hurley been there? Four years at Arizona yeah, State. I, I think you're at man. I, you're at this, this the talent on this team. You've got a senior guard, point guard in Remy Martin, who I never man. fully bought into, but but you did. Hey, you let you had him as a preseason All American, didn't you? I said that he would. I said he would make a preseason All American team, yeah, because of who he was. And I think I, I might have had him. I might have had him third team because I, I figured Arizona State was going to. I mean, right. if, he, if he averages like, I figured he was going to average like twenty points and six assists yeah. for a team that would be in and around the top twenty-five. I'm like, that that has to be in consideration for an All American team. Did you um, see the? Um, but just because you put up numbers doesn't mean you're going to be playing on. A, a winning basketball team and a title contending basketball team. And I think that was, that's always been my concern with him. Like he just, Did you he's, see that? he's an empty calories guy. What do you get? What is that? Is that, is that Eddie house? No, that's Who is that? uh, Papa Bagley is what I call him. Oh, wow. That's Papa Bagley's shirt. <clears throat> oh, wow. Before last night. Can I tell the story of, of, of um, Bagley's father, Marvin? Yeah. Senior? Yes, yes, yes. Please, I love, couple, I love. But I'll just, I'll keep it to the one. I'm very, I, I know, I know a couple that you have, so I'm very curious to see yeah. which one you're about to tell us. I mean, my favorite one. I mean, listen, there, there's, there's many. I can go through it. Like we started off with a rocky relationship. We don't have any relationship now, but like the first time, I, I was trying to get his kid, um, Marvin was was ineligible to play at a high school tournament, and I was doing the tournament. I was doing the event, and so he was he was like a sophomore or junior in high school and uh, I'd already talked to him off camera and good kid. Like I love him. I both his sons. I love him. Um, so I wanted to just ask him like three questions on camera and, and they were going to be like the easiest questions to try to make him look good. He's in high school. Like I'm not trying to make him look bad. Oh my God. It was like pulling teeth. I had to spend like an hour and a half on the phone with Papa Bagley about the questions and this and that. And I'm like, Trust me, I'm trying to make your kid look good. And, like, finally, he, he relented, and, and we did it after he had to know every question. Then he barges in at Duke, barges in. We're doing sit-downs um, at Duke with all the players prior to the season, and he barges in and, and sits in with his wife on the sit-down. I've never had this happen in college, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I'm like, dude, let your kid grow up. Like, let your kid be a man. And then the best one, here's the best one. So, you know, he picked uh, Duke over Kentucky and a few others. And uh, Jason King and I are in, in, in Omaha, NCAA this tournaments is, in Omaha. One. This is the one. And we're, we're, just, we're just eating. And, and, again, I've had m- many dealings with, with Bagley's father. I don't think he knew. We were sitting 10 feet away from him, literally 10 feet, and we're, wa- we're both watching tournament games. And this was the one where uh, Kansas State beat Kentucky to go to the – 
uh, Elite Eight? No, Sweet Sixteen. No, Elite Eight. Elite Eight. It was a Sweet Elite Sixteen. Eight, yeah. They, yeah, they Elite beat Eight. Them. And it was like this one that nobody thought Kansas State had any chance whatsoever. And Duke had just been knocked out the day before of the tournament. So he was staying, obviously. He, they might have been knocked out that day. Um we were all staying at hotels right around in Omaha, a bunch of hotels there. This was like the sports bar restaurant. And I don't think he saw me, but I didn't hide. I was 10 feet away from him. And I'm eating with Jason King, and we're watching the end of the game, and we're all in shock that Kansas State has just beaten Kentucky. It was like one of the bigger upsets you will find. And all of a sudden, the game ends, and Papa Bagley starts sprinting around the, the restaurant, yelling, screaming, celebrating the fact that the Kentucky Wildcats had lost. I'm like, dude, I, I wanted to, honestly, I wanted to take video and send it to like, like dead spin or something and be like, look <laughs> at this knucklehead. Like, like you're the, you're the father of a prominent player who is going to be drafted number, whatever he was drafted. What was he? Two, three, too high. Yeah. He's a hell of a player. <laughs> I, I actually think he's healthy. He's a good player, but he doesn't fit in today's NBA as much as he did 10 years ago. I, I Like mm-hmm. I said, I have nothing against his kids. I love his kids. I think Marvin plays hard as shit. I, I think Marcus is going to be a really good NBA player and should be a first-round pick. Um, but, man, Papa Bagley is a, a different dude wearing a, 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 an F2 son, you know, sweatshirt before the game last night. Just come on, man. It's, 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 it's kind of funny, though. Like, it is funny. It's, it's kind of funny. He's a complete maniac, but like that's the fact that he showed up to that shirt or to the game in a yeah. in a in a fuck two shot two yeah. shot. So it's like who does that? That's just so ridiculous. Like, that's like pretty, in, that's pretty inappropriate. If you want yeah, some apparel, I'm sure you can get it from Team Bagley. Maybe I'll wear uh, them. I'm, I'm still waiting on um my big baller brand shoes. So as soon as I get those, then I'll, I'll go and buy <laughs> You probably them. did order them. You probably no, did. Hell no. Those things are so ugly, man. Um, although I will tell you this, ones, didn't you? I, I would not have, I would not have minded like being able to have a pair. Cause I bet in like 25 years, if you just leave them in the box at some point, those are going to become a collector's item. Cause the, LaMelo the ball, Angelo like ones, those are yeah, well, what it, make money. whatever they might, whatever they end up being like one of the, like if LaMelo ends up being like a superstar, he might which be, he could, which he could be, he like, might being be able to say like, I, I got the original mellows from the big baller brand in 25 years. Let's give me worth like 10 grand. If LaMelo gets his shot, right. There's nothing he can't do on the court. And he's even except, guarding except, a little bit. Except play, play. No, defense, no, he, but if again, you watch him, I've always I've said him, he's, he's trying. And like, that's the he's thing. fully capable. I've always said the issue with him defensively was he never once in his life had a coach that held him accountable right. on that end until he got to Australia. And yeah. when he got to Australia, like, like I, so I was, I was one of those sickos that went out and watched every single second that he played yeah. in Australia. And you could see it from the first game to the last game. Like he He's was better. getting better. Yep. And he yep. was, th- there were still like way too many moments. I, I swear, Jeff, it's, it was unbelievable. I counted five times, five times where he was like in in weak side and was supposed to be like tagging a roller or supposed to be getting to the charge spot or something. And he's just staring off into space, like wiping the bottom of his shoes, wiping the bottom of his shoes. He's he's watching a guy go dunk. He's supposed to be tagging this role, man. He's watching a guy catch a lob and dunk it as he's like in the short corner, wiping his shoes. Like what what are you doing, LaMelo? He's better though. He, he honestly, I'll give, um, uh, Borrego, uh, right. Is, is the coach down there. Um, and those players credit, like, and I think they really do like him. 
Like he is a fun loving, smiling. Like I'll I'll tell you this much: if like he is going to be so much fun for NBA guys to play with right. because of the level of his passing. Oh. Like he can he can make every pass. He I I don't say this lightly. Like he with the ball in his hands, he is a basketball genius. Yeah. Yeah. Like a legitimate basketball genius, the passes that he can make and the people that he can find. And it's, it's better than Lonzo in a way. Like, I didn't think so. I, I liked Lonzo better because Lonzo, to me, was more of a winning player, like like valued winning and making the right play. But here's the, the difference with LaMelo, and, and you'll know this more than anybody, is he's 6'7". He sees over everybody. And, mm-hmm. and everything's no look, which I don't really love. It's fun to watch, but everything's – flash but bottom line is he, he'll he'll he's more athletic than Lonzo and he's longer and he sees everything Lonzo sees everything too but it's like almost like Lonzo gets rid of it too quickly in a way sometimes where LaMelo well, the, the, well I, I was just gonna say the difference is like where Lonzo was an elite passer is in transition like the hit ahead stuff the the reason why it's so awesome watching him with Zion is yeah. It's just the way that like Zion can get out and run the floor, and you got the lobs and, and all the hit aheads and all that stuff. Um, like, but uh, Lonzo is—I'm very, very high on Lonzo as like a great complementary piece. Yeah. I think if you if you have a secondary ball handler, is good. The reason why I was so high on Tyrese Halliburton and why I was shocked that he fell to twelve is because to me he's basically a, a Lonzo clone and probably better than Lonzo with what he does. Like they're both really good positional and team defenders. They're both terrific secondary playmakers, meaning like you don't want them to initiate the offense every possession. But when the rotation comes and the ball gets to the weak side of the floor, he can run a ball screen. He can move the ball. He can find the right player. He can find a cutter. He can throw it. He can do all those things. He knocks down open shots, right? He's got positional size. You can switch him. He can do all of these things. Like he is a great, great secondary option. If Lonzo Ball is like your third or fourth best player playing next to someone that is an elite point guard, playing next to guys that can make threes, that you have a very, very good team. And that's why I'm really bullish on like the Pelicans moving forward. I thought I, I, I love him be, as a piece. I thought he'd be an elite point guard. I, I thought he'd be a primary guy. And, and that's what surprised me. But I think you're right. Like he's played in transition so much in his life. It's almost like it's taking time for him to learn how to play in the half court where to me LaMelo can play either. Like he he can he's better in transition again, but he's fine if you watch him in half court. He like, yeah, he's so he's unbelievable in pick and roll. Like he is his handle is so believable good. in pick and rolls. Right, yes. Right. Cuz his handle and that's great. That's that's the other big difference. Great. He he leaves his feet. Like that's mm-hmm. the one thing Lonzo doesn't really do. Is LaMelo can can like leave his feet which which is a taboo. In, in so many ways, and still make the majority of the time a play that is a, a, a easy play for another teammate. Like instead of a turnover, he'll make some, but like I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. We're, this is way I too much. I, about yeah. the ball family. I I don't know how we ended up on the ball family, but I I I've, I have no idea. I think that's another situation where it's very easy to dislike the uh, the patriarch of the family, while right. both of the right. kids seem like. Yeah. Like Lamelo, the the fame went to his head a little bit, but he's like overall seems like a pretty like, yeah. I, I'd nice like kid. to honestly, I would like to personally um, see Lamelo again and and not apologize because I was actually trying to help him in Lithuania and they 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 didn't listen to me um, with me trying to help him and hey smile, you know 
say more than one sentence when you're coming off the van for your first game. Like they were just doing what what that idiot Alan Foster, their business manager, was telling them to do. And really, LeVar was just doing what Alan Foster told him to do, ultimately. Um, how did, how did he, that he work out? He was a bigger out? issue when he was stealing money from him left and right. Yeah, I was going to say, how did that work out? But, um, all right, I, let's I, start. I, I really like LaMelo. I always liked LaMelo. I just thought LaMelo had a lot of growing up to do, you know, on the defensive end. And it wasn't his fault that he's jacking three after three after three and his dad's smiling and telling him to keep shooting it. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I don't – in Lithuania, those – those players did not like playing with Lamella Ball. They didn't like Leangelo Ball because those those they were kids. Like Lamella was sixteen, he shouldn't have been there. Like, and there was no, there was no accountability. That was the problem. There is his father didn't make him accountable. His father just fed into all his bad habits at that point. All right, let's talk about tonight. Uh, there's one game worth mentioning on the slate. It's Michigan. Uh, at Purdue, Michigan right now is laying four and a half. The total there is 139. Jeff, what do you like? Oh my God. I think I'll take the points. I think I'll just take the points on Purdue. I don't love this, but I feel like, listen, it's like the only real game of the night, big game. Got to do something with it, don't I? And um, I don't, Trevion Williams scared me in that last game. Uh, you know, he, he just commits some dumb fouls. If he can stay in the game, I think he's going to, you know, Hunter Dickinson has struggled the last couple games. And I don't think if you're Hunter Dickinson, you want to see Trevon Williams right now. So, yeah. the, the So, my problem is that you got to worry about Trevion Williams defensively. Um, and Michigan does run some ball screens. Like they do have a little bit of a modern offense. Uh, like you mentioned, um, Hunter Dickinson is very good at getting people into foul trouble, uh, and Trevion Williams is averaging 4.8 fouls per 40 minutes, so it's not exactly the greatest matchup. Um, I think that uh, what we saw out of Michigan against Maryland this week is, is kind of a sign that, like, okay, they realize that they have some issues. It, Dickinson was much, much, much better passing out of uh, the post than he was against Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with, with they, they also have Zach Eady in there, so um, in my mind, like I, I, I kind of like Michigan in the spot, which is why I'm going to take the points and I'm going to bet on Purdue because I haven't gotten a bet right in in like three days. So, so I if, I, if I like, I if I, if I well, no, because I like Michigan. Like I, I think <laughs> Michigan is a play, so I'm all betting right, on Purdue. Right, so right. I'm, I'm fading myself. Okay. Like sometimes yeah. you got to realize that you're an idiot. You can't get anything right. So I'm fading myself. I'm, I'm putting the bet in right now, Jeffrey. Right now, I'm putting the bet in, and I'm okay. betting on Purdue, even though I like. Michigan in this spot. So you know, <laughs> let's, see. let's see. I put myself on the fade trade, man. I put myself on the fade trade. <laughs> to me, it, it's all about um, the, the the young guards. Like like Jay Ivey has to be really, really good. And he was last game. Obviously, you know, he should have confidence, right? Like after hitting that shot to beat Ohio State in Columbus, um, he should come in with a ton of confidence. I, I think he's got to play huge tonight. Uh, Stefanovic has to has to make some shots um, from from deep, which he's he's done pretty consistently this season. I, you know, I don't love it. I'm just going to say that this is going to be a close game, and Michigan has not played a lot of close games this season. I'm going to say this is going to be kind of a Purdue, you know, kind of slopping it up a little bit, and uh, and it comes down to the end on a, on a on a Friday night when there's nothing else major. Um, I'm taking Purdue. 
Yeah, me too. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, fade myself works out. What else? Because if, 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 I, if I can't even fade myself, yeah. then like, I'm just I'm. It's done. We, we might we got to cancel the best bets podcast. I got to close down all my betting accounts. It'd be bad. Yeah, I, It'd be bad. Yeah, you can't pay yourself. You're right. You're I, I, need, I, I need to move out of the country and I need to call it a wrap. What else you got? Anything? Uh, no, nothing. I'm, All right. I'm, I'll give I'm, you a couple. I'm, okay. Give me, give me some winners, please. Give me some winners. So in case you didn't notice, uh, Greg Horrendous homecoming uh, at Merrimack did not work out well. Um, Merrimack, I got that one last night. Right. Covered fairly easily. Early on, FDU, you know, came out of the gate strong, but they hadn't played in a couple weeks. Again, two of their top players opted out. I'm going Merrimack again. And, and honestly, Rob, I wore this shirt yesterday. I haven't showered yet. I may not shower all day today until oh, the Merrimack game. So, oh, my God. poor wife. Poor Listen, Melissa. You got to do what you got to do for the best bets pod. You got to do <laughs> poor, it. Poor Melissa. <laughs> yep. No, it, uh, I'm going to be really smellier than usual today. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking – Merrimack's only only given one. I like that. I like that. So Joey Gallo, bring it home again, baby. Um, Ohio U. I, I think they're going to start to get going here. Remember, they were without Jason Preston for, for a good part of, of, you know, I think it was four games or so. They're, they're starting to get back in gear a little bit in, in the MAC. Uh, they have to play Ball State today at home, and uh, give them five and a half. It, it probably seems like a lot. I'm going to say that Jason Preston has like a huge game today, and uh, I'm laying the five and a half with with Jason Preston. And Jason Preston, I trust. And then I'm going to take UAB, giving an eight against Rice. Um, I think Rice is going to be out without their uh, one of their better players today. So I'm just I'm I'm fading Rice on that one. They're ten and four overall. Uh, they've actually played very well this season, but Andy Kennedy's got a team, a bunch of dudes, um, a bunch of dude transfers. Uh, they've been good this year for the most part. I'm going to take uh, UAB um, as well. So I got four. I got Purdue. I got Merrimack. I got Ohio. And I got UAB. And they're all fa- – no, I'm taking points with Purdue. Other than that, they're all favorites. Yeah, I'm I'm fading myself. I'm on Purdue. I want to be. I, I like Michigan. I'm on Purdue. Um, so yeah, let's go. One All time. Right. There you have one, it. Friday night. Keep one you time. Know, make sure to. I, I will add some stuff today because you, you know me, Rob. I, I will add some stuff. So check check your bet spurts um, as some information comes in today. Which trust me, Friday is the day that I, I just get some info throughout the day on a lot of these low and mid major games. And, uh, you know, Friday, nothing to do. You're kind of watching the scoreboard. There's some games on TV. I'm going to check what the TV games are tonight and, and just kind of have some fun with them. That's the way to do it. Jeffrey, it's been a This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.